Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. the first quarter of the year 2022 with the predictions that I was giving at the end of 2021. I must say I'm quite impressed with how Africans have been moving when you look at um, the number of startups in Africa and of course them being able to exceed the $5 billion mark. I feel like Africans are really doing something good. Mm-hmm. So it just took, I think, three quarters um, for the startups on the continent to do um, four billion, which, according to some people, is way more than last year. Depending on who you're looking at I the mean, numbers it went for. Up, I was looking at the number, it went up by twenty-eight point something percent. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. huge. And and we're talking about of about a hundred thousand or hundred plus um, um, startups and deals. Um, so, so if for me, are we asking did the startups on the continent really defy the global funding cutback or slowdown? Because it seemed like while everyone was suffering a certain level of um, reduction in funding, mm-hmm. those on the continent somehow just found a way to keep getting the funds coming in. You want? Do you, you still want to add anything to that? No, no, no. I mean, it's a, it's a conversation that we can actually look at because when the prediction came in, some countries were doing good and they were defying the odds, like you said, and uh, they are still going to do more, which is the reason why we're having this conversation. And joining us today to discuss this is the VP Investment of Ingressive Capital. So now you can you can shine him with the flower. Oh, I can see this now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well. Owem, how are you doing today? Uh, l- let me just let me hear from Owem uh, first. I think you call his full name Kwadin. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Anthony. Yeah, Hi, we have Owem Owemakwan. I hope I said that right. I always ask um, yeah, you, um, you know guests to say their names correctly. Oh, so we that can. Well, Owem for short. Owem for short. Oh, <laughs> short is your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could you could just say it one time so that we. This is how we have it on record that you know this is how it's supposed to be said. <laughs> so the full name, do you want to hear the full name? Yes, OM Aquan. That's the full name. Wemedimo. Um, I was my I was named twice. <laughs> wow. But yeah, um, wow. my name is OM. Yeah. Why were you named twice? By I don't I, think I, I, I guess I guess my father wanted me to my father wanted me to have his his name, oh. and then my grandfather's name was inserted in there somehow. So yeah. Oh. So you know the first time I actually the first time I, I came across the name I was like why was on OM and OM's like OM is like is a name and then OM starts the surname I was like you know let me just leave but thank God for Bookie like Bookie has you know helped us understand why because names are really important to people um, names are important to us because they somehow connect us. Um, I mean, we're them. Africans. There are certain mm-hmm. things we pride ourselves. I was at the AOT, and one of the panelists talked about how culture, no matter how tech is like um, revolutionizing Africans, and mm-hmm. of course, there's a global impact we're all experiencing. Something about culture can be taken out because uh, you start losing your value. So I like when we go with our names; like, it gives you that pride of where you're coming mm-hmm. from. Do you mm-hmm. get? Yeah, you did. So, um, uh Let's start with the World Cup. I think that's like a good place to start. Uh, did you have a goat <laughs> going into the World Cup or did you get a new goat? Um, well, the, the conversation around goats has been settled. Um, <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, CR7, that's Ronaldo. I like his work ethic. Um, I like people can, that can talk to talk um, and back it up on the pitch. However, Messi has settled it. And... Um, there's nothing wrong with being second best, but Ronaldo is second best right now. Wow, that that sounds very painful. You know, like you just said, it's like that didn't sound like painful. That sounds like, like there's nothing, there's nothing, there's down. nothing bad in being no, that's, second that's, best. That's my my. That's that's that, to be honest, um, and 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 to be, I I translate a lot of the way I think into life. There's really nothing wrong with being second best. You're still excellent. Um, these people have set the pace. Nobody. You probably will not find anyone like them in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Nobody will beat all the records that they are beating. Yes, there's Mbappe, there are younger people, but it's going to take time. 
and there's nothing wrong they should be proud of the work they've done mm. interesting truly, truly. I, li- I like the fact that you enjoyed the match and of course uh you had your own opinion and now we can actually jump into funding <laughs> because you said there's nothing so, bad being second best mm-hmm. and of course when you look at the the uh, tech space or the tech sector for Africa there are very there are very few countries at the top and i don't think it's bad that one is above the other well, I'm not trying to shit anybody, but we're Nigerians. We're like, oh well, no, there's absolutely there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with be I mean being behind the other. I think what everybody and and again, this is how I see life is that there has to be progress, there has to be growth. So it has there been growth? That's what I always, oftentimes look look for growth, it, it, the pattern of growth, and not necessarily if you're the best at this time or the other yes everybody aspires to be the best but are you actually growing improving year on year so everybody should run their race literally right just run your race whether you Absolutely. are at the end of the day compared as you know in comparison with someone else it really doesn't matter just run your own race and stay in your lane yeah Absolutely. So how's it been with Ingressive uh, Capital? I mean, I'm seeing that you guys are able to raise like $10 million in VC funds. So how's it been? And you have um, startups uh, in well, different countries. Yeah, Ingressive Capital, I, I would say we set out on a mission in 2017 when the, the fund started. And um, I'm happy to say that we are closer and closer to our mission. And our goal is to be on the capital of of GDP transforming companies on the continent, right? Um, and and we, we we don't necessarily say, hey, we want to be on the capitals of unicorns. Mm-hmm. We want because we know that if these comp- companies or these startups are GDP transforming in terms of the work that they do, they would end up being unicorns. So our goal is to be to back the best founders across the continent that are doing the work. And in the last couple of years, we've done that. We are also raising our second fund. Um, I, I cannot give details on air because then legally it's called general solicitations. Mm-hmm. But once we, we close the fund, we'll, you'll hear a big announcement from us. I like announcements. Mm-hmm. And, and I really mm-hmm. hope that, you know, we maybe get to discuss, you know, that announcement when it actually comes out big um, oh. here um, on Africa Tech Radio 2. Sure. Okay, so let's uh, look at the venture capital and funding um, space in 2022 because it seemed like um, Africa um, was immune to the challenges that, you know, other continents faced. Um, One billion in the first seven weeks of the year 2022, uh, over two billion by the end of um, the first quarter. All of this while venture capital investment, you know, the continents recorded this year on year negative growth. Share your thoughts with us on generally what you think about um, funding into the continent in 2022, you know, just generally. Oh, I, I would like to add a caveat that these are just funding rounds that are announced. Most times across yes. the continent, people do not like to announce their funding rounds okay. because of many, many issues around regulations, around the government, always, you know tracking people that are they assume you know investors money is, is is personal money and they want to task taxes right however we've we've seen that africa has been resilient and there's a reason for that first of all i think african founders are amazing we have some of the most amazing founders of the continent who are solving and building products despite government intervention despite you know the infrastructure that they need to grow their businesses despite I mean, all the great things that you probably ex- experience in, say, in Silicon Valley or in, in London, or and as the case may be. Um, funding, and there, there are a couple of reasons why funding hasn't, why it has slowed down. Let's be honest, if we're going to be honest, funding on the African continent has slowed down. However, we still did exceedingly well. Year on year, since 2018, 2019, we've, we've consistently beat the previous year's record. And this year was no different. So as at last count in November, um we would say that um funding in 2022 was higher than 2021 um, and uh, and most of the funding is coming from the west uh and, and there are a couple of reasons that this is happening um generally um local capital is is well um, local capital is growing and in, in the recent space of the continent um it's not still it doesn't still compare to the amount of money that coming from the west and the truth is, this is happening because you can, the amount of outsized return you will get, say, in a startup that invested in Lagos, compared to, say, one in Silicon Valley right now, is different, right? Um, um, you're seeing 
valuations of company being halved or being um, you know or being reduced over the years but it's not necessarily happening to african founders because african founders are still building on the fundamentals it's not about vibes and inshallah like we say it in local products <laughs> right um they are, they're still solving critical problems they're still solving the needs that a, pop- a large population of people still 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 have and so the fundamentals are right for investing on the continent and if you invest in the right founders you're going to get higher returns than if you leave the money in your bank account or invest in that startup say in, in in any other place of the world and that's why investments in africa have continued to grow because people are seeing that there's an opportunity and if you look at the various other things that make a great ecosystem um, the amount of young people in the population um i mean there's a prediction that um the population of africa uh, the African youth population by 20, 2050 will be half of the world. So you can see that um, breeding ground of young people that are ready to try technology, that have needs and problems to solve, um, internet penetration is really, 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 really high. And um, people have access to mobile devices, people have access to the internet. So, I mean, you can scale products very easily. Um, the government is beginning to come around across the continent. You're seeing people, um, legislature, putting startup acts across the continent. Of course, we know that some of them are just for show, but I mean, there is a move. The government is beginning to see that, hey, there's something here and we can either back it or we can figure out a way that it works for us. Um, so just just a bit of, of all this, you put all this together, you see why funding on the continent has kept on growing and that, why we've actually beat the record of last year. I mean, from everything that you just said, I heard uh, challenges and I also heard opportunities and kind of make me wonder, like for the investors, because you're saying we have young talents, we have uh, internet penetration. And of course, the opportunities just endless in Africa, but because there are so many things to be solved and products to be built. So do these investors, is it that they, they have more confidence in Africans to be able to invest their money into startups in Africa? Moving forward um, into the year also. Yeah, I, if I'm going to be realistic with you, LPs or investors are more interested in your pocket. It's not necessarily, it's not, I mean, yes, there are people that are focused on impact, but every investor wants to make their money. And so they will look around and say, how do we rebalance our portfolio? Mm-hmm. I put money in crypto, gone. I put money on the stock market, stock mm-hmm. market is half right um i put money in this startup they're not doing so well so where else can i invest money that, that, that can help me protect my wealth and as it is africa meets some of those criteria right if you put x amount in in, in dollars and you convert it to local currency it is huge while that might might also be a disadvantage it might also be a positive for 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 the founders that are raising in foreign currency so imagine if you raised in assumption you raised 500k dollars mm-hmm. and then you change it to naira and you have more more are you talking about black market rate or bank rate yeah one? yeah of course of course okay. of course i'm talking about black market rates okay. here but but you you get um, there is that so a lot a lot of the fundamentals look right mm-hmm. um and, and as such um people are beginning to look at africa now this is not to say that fund managers vcs and investment managers are not mm-hmm. do not find it easy to raise money from from people in the west that that's not true it is still very hard to raise money from the west however um I believe that as people begin to see returns, as there's liquidity, as more M&As happen, which I'm sure you're going to ask me about, um, more local investors would be willing to risk their money mm-hmm. in investments. So more, more H&Is, more family offices, and interestingly, a lot of the family offices are mostly located in the West. So African family offices are mostly located in the West. But anyways, more family offices, more H&Is begin to see that there's potential to to preserve your wealth on the continent and begin to invest more in startups across the continent. Mm, so you're saying that the biggest attraction for them would be the potential um, that they see in getting returns for their investment? Yes, yes. It, it's about... In short, hum- um, every invest. Well, they'll tell you when, you're, when you talk about investments that human beings are driven by fear and greed. And fear because you don't want to lose your money. Greed because you want to get the best returns. So in, in the end, yes, there are people that are also focused on impacts. They want to do good in the world. But you also need to make money to create impact. So you want to make money. So in the end, you, you, you are driven by how much return on investment you can get. 
I mean, looking at 2022 in general, funds are raised by over 300 companies and with uh, 27% of the companies being led by female founders, which is something I don't think we really talk about because most female founders are just maybe in one corner doing their thing and we have the male founders all over the place. Yeah, I don't want to say dominating because... You're not dominating. I don't want to go into male okay, female let's, let's, let's right that. now. Yeah. But let's just start. No, 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 but it's it absolutely it's mm-hmm. absolutely a, a, a topic that we have to bring up and talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, and, and, and I'm saying this because I'm in the space and it's also a lesson for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of our investments on the African continent are driven by FOMO fear of missing out mm. so oh this guy invested in this person and you quickly go and invest in him meanwhile you have a founder that's been speaking to you for the last couple of weeks but you're like uh, well there's no formal he, um, he or she doesn't mm-hmm. have that he doesn't speak that language I, I speak in short there was a re- research that i read earlier this year by the big deal shout out to max and um i forgot the other guy that writes it um forgotten his name um where they they, they profile the in, um, the the people that have received investments on the continent, and we found that more people, the people that raised the most money, either schooled or lived abroad, mm-hmm. speak a certain way, have a certain network, um, except for in, in in the areas like Egypt. Now, Egypt, you see that um, most of the people that have raised big bucks actually schooled in Egypt. Same thing in South Africa. Um, unfortunately, on the other side of, of the continent, you have. Um, this because everybody has it's called pattern matching. They just yeah. speak. Oh, this guy speaks good. He can he can raise. He can bamboozle you you with all the right words. He has a network. He travels to Silicon mm. Valley to pitch. Then he he must be doing something great. Um, however, now you you unfortunately called because of um, it could be culture, it could be um, education. You find so many great female founders that are often overlooked. It's not like they don't know what they're doing. It's not like they don't understand how to run businesses. It's just that they are overlooked because they don't meet that pattern that people have, have associated successful founders with. And I think that it will take a deliberate effort to change that. I mean, I w- and that's one of the things that in, at Ingressive Capital, we do not play with. Um, about 45 to 50% of our portfolio founders have women in leadership positions so they're either founders or they are they are the ctos or top people in 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 in, in this in in this startup and the reason why we look at it this way is and um if you look at nigeria and i'm going to use the nigerian perspective and okay, um, right. never did a study and, and found out that a lot of the startups um, um great founders come out or yeah great founders come out of great startups let me explain um, this um, if you use the Jumi and Conga perspective of many years, you find that a lot of greater, great big companies came out of people that worked in those companies, right? So if you can get more women in leadership positions in startups, they will learn how to run businesses. They would, it's like an internship, right? They would learn what not to do, what to do, how to raise, how to speak to investors, and then they will go on to build bigger companies. And interestingly, uh, and this is from my experience, and I'm very sure that other investors will say, hey, it might, this might also be like their experience. I find out that female founders give you the best reports, like <laughs> very descriptive, very beautiful, very clear, very transparent compared to male founders. Uh, I, I, and, and this is actually an interesting thing that I've seen over I mean, the last couple of years. I mean, I like the fact that you are observant of the strength of the female, but mm-hmm. we cannot take away the fact that everyone still have to put their brains to work and uh, ensure that their startup runs smoothly and like you oh, said sure. the, the vcs and the investors they, they have to get their returns and all of that stuff so what do you mm. think about more females coming into this space um i i think it's it, it behoves on investors to take the risk right now remember how i said that most funding comes from the west it's not easy to pitch and sure the way founders raise money is the way investors raise money you go to, you're attending meetings you're attending mixers you're hosting foreign investors and you're pitching to them hey i have this great fund this is in the last couple of years i, I invested in x number of people. this are the returns you're constantly pitching to these guys right and because you don't have the african context you always have to you know um inspire motivate you know do all those beautiful salesy things just because you want them to invest and that's why we need more local capital but back to um, your question and um, we need to be we need to stop being risk averse we need to start putting our money where our mouth is if we say we want to 
um, invest on the continent, then we need to start taking the risk of those very early founders that don't fit those, you know, that's mm-hmm. that beautiful profile that that we expect of a, a typical African founder. Uh, so what, what you're saying in general, there should be no profiling when you're investing your money. I mean, it's all about business at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, so so when talking about the need for more funding or more of these monies to come from the continent here on the here are you somewhat because you just painted a picture of how it is you know this person this person knows this person your 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 circle of influence kind of like mm-hmm. tells on uh if you get funded or if you don't get funded or if you're going to you know get that level of investment i know are you maybe do you have any kind of fear that we need to consider where funding for these startups are really coming from because at a point i sat down i was thinking um if all or almost all of the major funding comes from the west um do you have any fears about this at all have you have you maybe thought about this for a minute um, I think that it's very early, early years to be afraid, right? Um, at the end of the day, people oftentimes, like remember how I said that people invest based on fear and greed, right? Um, if this early money doesn't come in to show that there is something happening in the ecosystem, if exits are not happening in terms of merger and acquisitions or uh, and the likes, local investors will not see the need or will not be motivated enough to put money in the ecosystem so right now i don't see a problem in where the money is coming from in short i even believe that more money is going to come from the west in terms as migration and as the diaspora community become more active and that is even a, a group of people that i think we can we can would i use the word cultivate right now to to direct the flow of investments on the continent because these people either lived on the continent, have family on the continent, also feel the problems of the continent and know where to put the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no fears. So since we've conquered that one, um, now the stats show that you know this increase in investment in 2022 that was driven mostly by startups raising larger amounts, like you mentioned, something about expansion through acquisitions on the continent. Uh, should we take this as a good sign too? Oh, definitely. It, it's a good sign. I, I for one, am project that would have a lot of MAs either coming from the west or within Africa next year. Um, because people are going to see, hey, I need to sp- move from Nigeria, say, to Kenya. Why should I go and set up a new base of operation when I can acquire somebody or I can merge, uh, merge with somebody else that's doing this or maybe something similar uh, already has boots on the ground in Kenya, right? Um, um, it, it's good that the ecosystem is maturing enough that we're beginning to see that we can collaborate. It's not about competition. It's not always about, um, you know, winner takes all. We can all work together for a common good and make good money for ourselves and the investors. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see quite a number of money because um, if we're going to be very honest with ourselves, um, the exchanges across the continent, across Africa, are not as strong and are, are not very multifaceted. I mean, if you look at Nigeria, you find out that um, a certain billionaire is like 70% of Nigeria's stock exchange. So we're we not mature enough to have that many listings on the continent. And as such, we're not going to see that many IPOs. So anybody that is, you know, telling you, oh, we're going to see X number of IPOs, this is hard to predict that, right? But we're going to see a lot of m and And that's something that I'm always multi, um, encouraging founders to look at. Who can I collaborate with? Um, it's not a zero-zero-sum game. Or who can I partner with? Well, who can? I, who else can I do business to help us grow this business and also reduce our personal costs? All right, Web. So I'm just um, looking at the world record and seeing that over 216 uh, unicorns were actually um, in the first half of 2022. But surprisingly, none was from Africa. And of course, we are trying to to build our own Silicon Valley here. So how does that make us feel? Does that give us the boost to keep going or or does it kind of affect the confidence that these investors will be having in in Africa? Um, do we really want to build our own Silicon Valley here? Again, I'm just throwing this question out there. Why can't, um, we? Why can't we build 
why can't we build what is unique to Africa, right? Why must we always take the model that works in the West? Again, I'm just throwing this out there mm-hmm. and replicate exactly. Our biggest problem on the continent is because we take what happens in the West and try to replicate it exactly the same. We're forgetting that there are cultural nuances. There are, there are, we're, so, we're, we're Africa. We're not one country. We're different, right? And, and I believe that as the ecosystem matures, we'll figure out what model necessarily works. Because if you think about it culturally, we, we, we operate as a family unit. We are always mm-hmm. helping ourselves. We are always collaborating culturally. So mm-hmm. why can't we replicate this thing across what we think the ecosystem should be? So yes, uh, we're, not, we are, we're definitely not, again, like I said, I don't think we're going to see that many IPOs, which means you might not see that many um um unicorns but it's still early days there are so many sunicorns there are so many uh, what's the word for in um um hundred billion dollar companies we're going to see those kind of companies right and the goal is i mean it's like growth right you get to point a before you get to point b before you get to point c so hoping to see 10 unicorns i think is fully let's start building from what we have let the companies that we have um, become bigger. Um, let them get to the Sunicon standards. Let's let them expand across the continent. Let them acquire a lot of customers. Let government regulations help this, these companies continue to grow. And then we'll have those unicorns in the end. Um, so are we in a, in a good place? I think we are absolutely in a good place. Everything is what Fundamentally, I think across the continent, people are figuring things out right. You saw Egypt. Egypt has been doing amazing last two years. Mm-hmm. Morocco is also getting inflow of um, government funding. Francophone Africa, which everybody used to ignore, is doing quite well. I mean, Cote d'Ivoire is a is a, an innovation hotspot right now that most people are not looking at. So across the continent, things are happening. So we're going to get there. I mean. I- I was about to say, this winter for Africa, seeing the fact that we have no unicorn at the moment, but you already gave us the boost of confidence saying we should not replicate what the West has going on for them. We should do ours. And of course, I'm just thinking with this no unicorn, is this our way of um, dealing with the global funding slowdown? Definitely, global funding slowdown has affected mm. how fast companies that are represented as unicorns are on the, on the continent. Um, however, like I said, the more um, people, local investors begin to see liquidity, um, the more people be, get acquired, local investors will be encouraged to put more money. And the, as more money goes into the ecosystem, companies are going to grow faster. Um, as, as people build products that will be used by the growing youth population, we're going to get more unicorns. As the government began, begins to align their policies and, and, and their laws and their regulations mm-hmm. to, to help startups grow, we're going to see more unicorns. It's still a work in progress. Yes, we a lot of people anticipated that we'll be there faster, but I mean, in life, you, you plan, but you have to be flexible in execution. And that's what the ecosystem is doing. Flexibly executing and building and building and building. I still think it's day one for the African continent. We have, we have not seen... The amount we, we actually have not seen the amount of innovation that would come out if again everything and um, you cannot have 100 percent of everything but if different all the, the right forces align if local investors if the government is if 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 everything begins to work together i think that there is there's a lot more to come out from the, the african continent in terms of what we are calling unicorns I like that. I like the fact that you're sitting in for all Africans at the moment and all like people that are just doing one or two good things in the tech sector. You've spoken so well for them. And most of all, I heard you talk about government regulations and of course, uh, this affecting startups in Nigeria or in Africa generally. Uh, you talked about how at the start, like not everybody would come out to talk about how much they've raised. And all of the, this because of the regulations and policies we have established in Nigeria. So moving forward, and we are actually envisioning that there will be more startups, there will be more companies, and we can be able to have our own unicorn. So what would you wish that the government would actually maybe relax on or increase their capability on? Um, I, earlier I mentioned um, how governments across the continent across africa are beginning to 
bring out legislature to to help guide what startups and protect them right we've seen the same in nigeria i think our biggest problem on the african continent is not about the laws that exist there's so many great laws that exist across, across the continent it's about the execution you find across uh, the continent there are actually great laws that would help aid anybody to build a business however when it comes to the execution that's where they found lacking so government has to do the things that they say they're going to do but also step out of the way of innovation right oftentimes you see that innovation government lags innovation right government is always chasing up innovation and trying to find a way to cut cut it off um maybe because of corruption maybe because you just don't understand it maybe because so many reasons um so legislation in terms of legislation we need more better execution we need government to step out of the way of innovation we need more private sector to be involved in lobbying with the government i mean private sector in this in this case i mean i mean businesses founders you cannot shy away from politics and expect that politicians will understand what you are building so we need to there has to be more advocacy more lobbying more interaction with the government from from the founder and, and and the and the ecosystem player perspective because that's very very important how are you going to get good laws if the government does not understand what you're building and because remember that a lot of people, these people in the, in the government actually have been there for 20 30 years they don't understand what innovation is yes they travel across the world and they see great things but they don't understand it who recalls the first time they say they gave their grandmother a mobile phone and the grandmother was like what is this and then all she's saying is just open what's up for me that's what she's interested in right they don't they don't get it to come and call someone for them and the phone is right in exactly but if you're if we're not engaging them constantly showing them the value Mm -hmm. and again appeal to the fear right greed show them that the government can make more money if you allow startups build xyz xyz Mm -hmm. Right, I'm not saying bribe. I'm not saying do things that are uh, unethical. But I'm saying show them that they can make money. Show them that their lives will be better if they allow innovation. And slow, slowly and steadily, things will begin to turn around. But we cannot sit back and expect things to change if we are not actively involved in politics. And it has to happen. Mm, it has to happen. Now, when you say government should or regulators should step out of the way of you know innovation, something like that. Um, what exactly do you mean? Could you maybe give some examples, cite some examples to make it a, a bit clearer? It, 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 well, again, a good example would be cryptocurrency. And, I, and in a way, I understand why regulators or the central banks to be afraid, right? Because you want to be able to track the flow of money. You want to be able to stop illicit funds from flowing around from the security perspective. However, Africa... And let me be specific here, maybe a bit specific. Nigeria has so many people that are underserved in terms of financial solutions. And crypto does that work for you, right? Why would you then wake up one day and say, hey, we see that people are transacting easily. We see that those lives are getting better with this. I'm going to ban this. Instead of saying all the exchanges, everybody operating in Africa or in Nigeria, what can we do to ensure that more people are using this and we can actually see have a, a fair view of how funds are flowing around so instead of coming from the perspective of ban 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 it should be how can we work together to help us achieve both achieve our goals i mean you just you just talked about crypto and of course i'm just looking at the fintech startup that as they continue to attract the majority of investment inflows i mean we're talking about it's nine percent of deals going into the fintech uh, sector is there any luck for other sector or do you think the fintech sector could be dethroned from having majority of the investment well if, if we look across other ecosystems you will see that um it's going to be really really hard for fintech to be shown at this time right um you will find that when you look at fintech fintech is so broad right everybody has used fintech is a collecting payments but yes in the real sense however it's at the intersection of so many things if you're building an agri-tech platform you have to integrate a, a fintech solution or build out a fintech solution because guess what you have to pay your farmers or you have to offer them loans you have to do so many things financial wise for the farmers you're running an e-commerce store and and then you have to collect payments right you have to pay your drivers if you have if you're building out a logistic arm right fintech is at the intersection of almost everything you have a healthcare startup 
you still have to integrate some sort of fintech and as, so sometimes even some of these companies are misnomered as fintech however fintech is at the intersection of almost everything you find out that for one to work you need the other one to work very well and because there's so many people that are underreached, underserved, all the beautiful terms they used to, um, you know, term everybody that don't have access to financial services. FinTech is always and is always going to be getting a ton of the funding for now. Mm. Okay. Now, looking at the geography, that's where the location of where these monies are going to. Uh, West Africa, East Africa um, at the top. Um, and South Africa or the Southern African region somehow is struggling. Um, I think last year, this year, I, I think they even did better, you know, this year, or maybe half of what they did um, um, last year. Um, but then there seems like their news, like the Northern Africa and um, um, French speaking Africa, just like you mentioned. Um, do you see these two? That's the North Africa and French speaking Africa, maybe topping the list in a few years' time. Uh, what potentials do you see? Do you, do you think Western Africa will continue to, you know, top the list, and you know, East Africa will continue to come up strong? Um, so let, let's just take some steps back. Um, South Africa used to have a ton of the funding, and I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm open to being called out on this. I, I, because there was a lot of Western money going in South Africa, and a lot of South African founders were building for the world. So it wasn't a case of, hey, we're building for only South Africa, we're building for the world. And so it was very easy to incubate them in South Africa and kill those solutions outside the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, Egypt did not start today. I remember I was in Egypt, Cairo, 2019, and I don't know, I was in Sharm El Sheikh, and I was listening to the president talk about the plans for the next few years and this was 2019 and everything he has said has actually panned out the way it is and you've seen increased funding in egypt in short egypt is a clear example of the government aiding innovation they've done very well um if you look at morocco you're beginning to see more VC funding going to morocco because the young people not necessarily the youngest population but they are very manufacturing focused they have um, trade alliances with Spain and with France, like every, they check all the boxes of an ecosystem that's about to explode. Um, so, and then they are, um, again, back to Egypt, Egypt is like an opening to the MENA region. So Saudi, the Qatari. So there's a lot of money to be made if you invest in that ecosystem and able to scale to the other markets. And that's why you're going to see more money going to Egypt. West Africa, you know why West Africa is at the forefront, mainly Nigeria and, and to a smaller extent, Ghana. Um, Nigeria because we are the most populous black nation. There are opportunities and there's money to be made when you have a huge number of people that do not have access to the right set of infrastructure. So there is huge money to be made in Nigeria. Ghana, um, let's ignore the, their current economic challenges. They are, they are, they are beautiful hotspots for innovation. Um, a lot of FDI consistently flows into Ghana. Ghana is very very the export side of Ghana is is works. I mean, um, if we're going, if I'm if you use, let me use an example. I, I remember a couple, a couple of my friends could not export yam from Nigeria, but they could pull it off from Ghana. They could export yam from Ghana. So, yeah, Ghana still things still work in Ghana, right? And it's still there is still a lot to come out of Ghana. You can you so um, so and then Francophone Africa, like we said, like I said earlier, typically slept on part of the region of Africa. However, young population, somewhat one language in quotes uh, even if you have uh, different versions of the same language um one currency in quote again because mm-hmm. one of the biggest <laughs> problems with africa is that um, inter inter africa trade is just so hard like we make it so hard for ourselves as a continent and 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 yes that was what the aftcfa if i pronounce that if i got that right yeah, the AFCFTA, was supposed to solve yeah. yes to make us like a block one block um, the way Europe is seen as one block. Um, but, yeah, um, I think that um, Nigeria will still be seeing a lot of investment. A lot of investments will definitely be going into, Kenya, um, into Egypt and North Africa. And East Africa, I forgot to mention, will still get a lot of investment because East Africa is, is actually a hub for innovation. So definitely, 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 definitely. Definitely, uh, more money is going to flow into the continent. I cannot necessarily predict where more money will go. I know Nigeria is going to receive a lot of investment, seeing that um, the elections are going to happen in a few months, and then there'll be a bit of stability on the continent. I mean, in Nigeria, so definitely more money. There'll be heightened investor confidence 
and so people will be willing to put money in in nigeria so i think west africa because of population wise we get a lot of investment south africa because it's a mature ecosystem mm-hmm. egypt in north africa will get the most investment consistently because the government is really pushing for it um and uh, across francophone africa you see Cote d'Ivoire, you're going to see senegal um see more money put into them over time i mean looking looking at all of these indications that you've mentioned and of course the opportunity that is available to all should we as nigerians should we be prepared for a more challenging and competitive environment in like africa in general not not nigeria but in africa should we be prepared for more challenging and competitive environment in 2020 competitive yes challenging well it's always challenging to build on the continent because there's so many infrastructural gaps so me saying challenging is just repetitive (laughs) it's going to be challenging there's there's nothing we can do about that um but are we going to see innovation definitely yes um and and because we are now going back to the fundamentals people are now beginning to going back to building real startups that create real value and not just go on a fundraising craze right we're going to see more resilient startups being built on the continent ah i feel like we'll put you on the north seat for quite some time <laughs> it, feels, it feels it feels like you know um we put we put them on a spot for you all um, very hot seat so yeah. well, I'm sure you enjoy talking about this. I mean, where your passion oh, is, is you know. When does this for breakfast? Like it literally, it's <laughs> <laughs> it literally. It's I like an, all the predictions and, and mm-hmm. that was able to mention yeah, diving, because yeah. uh, so some other countries are overlooked also. Just like we talked about the female founders, so having us our torchlight into those countries is also a good one for us so i'm just thinking of what the holiday is going to look like because holiday over here and (laughs) so so just just before um you let them answer i know that before we got before we got on a live Mm -hmm. um you know you said when answered uh, i don't know if his answer would change now let's find out (laughs) when what's your plan for christmas Oh, same answer. Spend time with my wife. Um, we work so hard, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you the importance of family to it, it, family is just important to help you balance life out. And family could be anything. Again, you might not be married. It could be that your brother, it could be that your friend. Um, and it, for me, it's, my family is my wife, and we need to, I mean, enjoy the season together. Aside the season, how do you balance family time and work time? Because uh, when you talk to most techies or people in the tech sector, they seem not to have enough time for extracurricular or for for family and friends. They tell they just have a small amount of time to give. Yeah, before before you answer, Owen, please, I, I think it's just good we put it out there that um, I, I don't know. I think I, I think I have my facts correct, but. OM is married to someone who is a co-founder of a tech kind of firm too. So they're like tech, tech people. So how do you exactly balance that out? I mean, we need the expo. Um, um, There is no silver bullet. I don't think there's an expo. I think that Yeah, there's no manual for this. I think that people have to find out what Mm -hmm. works best for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say this, I mean, seeing, I saw the outrage that happened recently on Twitter where Mitchell Obama came out to talk about the struggles with our marriage and the relationship. Everybody like, oh, why are you saying all this? But it's the truth. Everybody experiences different things. Mm -hmm. And for me, I found out that there is nothing like work-life balance. Absolutely nothing like work-life balance. What you have to figure out is how to put prioritize and put the things that are most important to you per time. If work is more important to you at this time, you have to actually put it at the forefront and make sure that your partner is understanding. Mm-hmm. But knowing that you, 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 you will put your partner first when it's time for your partner, right? So what you're going to have is things oscillate 60, 40, 70, 30, you know, you're not never going to be able to balance 50, 50. That's just me being real with you. And then, you know, because I am a partner, I'm sort of in the same space. We kind of understand what each other is going through and we sort of sort of share our challenges, right? So we are in the thick of things together. I mean, I have a lot of questions for you and your wife, but I think I'm going to leave it for another day, another conversation. But before we run out of uh, the studio, we'll let you go. Uh, I'd like to know what you want for Christmas, like Christmas gift. Is there something you're expecting? Or when was the last time you actually received the gift? Let's start with that. Mm. 
Well, the last time I received the gift was from my wife. Thank God for her. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm the most unassuming person, <laughs> and I typically don't expect gifts. Um, that's just me. So I, I, I don't know what I'm expecting. I like experiences, and I'm going to just figure out a way to find experiences that will make me enjoy the season. Mm-hmm. That would be good. The fact that you're unassuming doesn't mean you've not prepared something for your wife. So <laughs> I would have liked to let the cat out of the bag by asking you, but I'm sure she'll definitely be putting some support in there by listening to this conversation. So I, I wouldn't let you do that. So um, it's been great talking to you. Is there any social media handle you'd like to share so people can link up and uh, continue the conversation with you? Um, so my social media account is Montio. That's French for Mister Montio Um. Same on Twitter, and and if you just search out my name Um Umapan on LinkedIn, you'll find me. Mm-hmm. Nice speaking to you, uh, Montio Um, do you do you are you a music or um, movie, you know, fan? Uh, again, I I do a lot of things based on my mood. Um, I just spend hours of my life watching avatar was yesterday and I, I loved it i think that that's the best movie this year after top gun um wakanda or um, black panther doesn't come close please um Ouch. but yeah no i Pan- i love no to black watch Panther, uh, slander <laughs> here. No, it is not a slander they, they, were, they were better movies this year it was just all nostalgia anyways um so movies are one of the ways that i I, I find I, I find ways to spend time with my wife and also spend time with myself. Um, the truth is, we get so busy that sometimes we forget to take time out for ourselves. And movies, I, I don't listen to people that say if you watch movies, you have wasted X number of hours of your life. I think that that's just <laughs> one of the most foolish things to say. Um, people have to rest, and that's when we are trying to rest. I like the fact that you mentioned this movie because last week, uh, no, not last week, this. Oh, this is new week. Oh my yes, brain! This is a new week. Actually. Uh, last week I was giving out some movies and series that people can actually, <laughs> that people can actually uh, catch up on this holiday season. And I talked about Black Mirror. I talked about um, uh, Black Panther. So I don't know why you are slandering it, but I like the fact that you you didn't see movie as a waste of time. You, you see it as co- co- time well spent. That's good any any um song or music uh, what i call these songs or music so so i just want i just want to know yeah what (laughs) what which songs did uh, marvelous uh, lee well for you or did magic for you um this this year year. wow again i i listen to a ton of songs depending on uh, my mood um i i think that i would just mention artists i think ashake has been phenomenal this year from the nigerian perspective Um, every everywhere you go even when you you travel Mm -hmm. you hear songs um i think bonoboy is one of the best vanilla performance let me let me I think he's amazing, and it's weird. People people say Whiskey album wasn't good. I think that album was quite good. Um, it was different, and the problem with Nigerians is, is that they don't like difference. Um, so uh, I think that, and there are many other artists <laughs> that are. Um, Rema has done amazingly well. Um, I think uh, Omale has. I mean, Nigerian music to the world. I, I think Nigerian music like generally that. has just been amazing because everywhere we travel, we tend to hear Nigerian music play. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, Monsieur Wem, can you maybe do a one line of a song that's uh, maybe like this, maybe this week, or it you know, has been like ringing in your head? You know, just like this, you, you hear a song and then it's like in your head. You know the weird part? I don't learn lyrics of songs. I just oh. bump, bump my head to it. Oh my <laughs> I was telling your friends to oh, like, I don't Angie. learn the lyrics. It's just that when you play the song, it, I just start singing along without actually knowing the lyrics because yeah, the song is yeah. oh, more no, like the, everywhere. The, the, they have been a lot in my house. I never learned the lyrics. I just say rubbish. Vibes. <laughs> Vibes. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, so, we're just running out of the studio. Any shout-out you like to give? I mean, it's the season. You can give a shout-out to anybody or anything oh. you like to see moving into. Not really, really shout-out. I just say shout-out to every African founder that has been building this mm-hmm. year. This year, we know... Well, there's been increased funding, but it has been very difficult. Like it's not, it, ha- it hasn't been as easy as, um, if you're being honest, as the way as we would have wanted it to be. So, uh, shout out to everybody that is building. Um, shout out to everybody that has also lo- or have lost their job this year. 
um, because of the layoffs, yeah. job cuts. Um, speaking yes, of, we have a conversation coming it, it, up this it's... week on layoffs. So, guys, you might want to tune in and listen mm. to our conversation on layoffs. Yeah, sorry to quote you. you. Can continue. Just had to put that in. And it would be better. Um, next year should be better. We hope that next year will be better, and you will get back right back into the game and live life, live life to your biggest potential. Mm. Thank you so much for that boost of confidence to everyone that was affected this year and for those people who had massive success also. Uh, congratulations to them from OM. <laughs> so right now we are done with you. So you can very much come down from the hot seat. <laughs> it's nice talking Thank to you. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, in wrapping up... Um, According to Max Kuliver, um, Africa's Big Four attracted 75% of the funding raised by startups on the continent in 2022 um, so far. And this is actually down from 82% in 2021, although we do not have all the numbers in yet uh, because we're still in December 2022. Um, Nigeria won't manage to match its incredible 2021 performance. This is according to uh, Max um, South Africa will probably close the year with only 50% of the amount raised in 2021. Egypt consistently tracked over 2021 numbers. Um, Kenya's performance is pretty impressive, uh, although it's relied on a couple very strong months and compensates a relatively disappointing 2021. But then, um, fingers crossed, um, all we just do is uh, hope for the best in 2023 and the coming years as African status bookie. One word or one um, phrase or um, something. I'm just going to, to go with know. what Wednesday said earlier on. I'm wishing the best for all Africans trying and putting in the work. I uh, wish them a successful 2023 and a better one at that. And hopefully, uh, those that are seeking funds, they get funds without getting profiled. But due to the fact that somebody believes in their dreams, yeah. Thank you. So catch up on um, everything that has to do with us on Africa Tech Radio and then follow us on social media at Africa Tech Radio. You're listening to Africa Tech Radio. Africa Tech Radio. Your plug for all things tech. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.